When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. No income tax, no VAT, no money back, no guarantee. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Man City march on in Europe and Zlatan's back. It's Wednesday, 17th of March. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. We've got some half-price cracked ice and miles and miles of carpet tiles, Pete Donaldson. How uh, the dickens are you? Uh, all the worse for hearing about one of my least favourite sitcoms. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, that's a... I used to live with a friend who uh, became less of a friend um, when it was revealed that he owned a ridiculous amount of uh, Ornithos and Horses uh, VHSs, which he would watch constantly. Oh, man. I've bought him a Football Ramble silk kimono for Christmas. I think I'm going to have to take it back. <laughs> Mate, I am into it. Nice lime green monstrosity. He who dares, Andy. He who dares. Um, Manchester City are daring, aren't they? They are. They've marched on. Happy days. Easy peasy. Another straightforward <laughs> victory at this stage and of the yet. competition, Andy. It, yeah. I, th- I think that's it. If uh, Man City had Del Boy and Rodney at this point, um, Gladback would definitely trigger. Because, <laughs> you know, they, they, they come into this game having lost six straight. Mm. And I, I think with that in mind, Manchester City had totally the right approach to go at them from the off. Um, two goals of really extraordinary quality. Oh, well. De Bruyne hit Peter. A yeah. Ping. I mean, if, I, I I think the um the finish for the other goal as well. I mean, obviously the the no look pass was a big deal, but yeah. I think the, the pass for the second, wow, just why are you brushing over the first so easily? It was a good, all right, it was a good goal. In but, off the bar, yes, it was. Yes, and goals are exponentially better when they come in off the bar, as they were saying the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I just I just see Chicken's a lot of those goals lately. Pocket. Goals are better in off the bar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two things that uh, some people can agree on. <laughs> no, it was a it was a lovely hit. It was a lovely hit, um, and and Manchester. Did you see? Uh, obviously, that Sergio Aguero came on for the last fifteen minutes. He was upset when he came off because no one passed to him. He, he said, said, "They don't, they don't pass they me don't the pass ball." To me. Oh no! He's been phased <laughs> out. Andy. I forgot how, how to play with a proper striker. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what's he do? We don't, Sergio. We don't need you. <laughs> what do we do with this guy, <laughs> Andy? What do you reckon? Man City? Are they? I mean, are they bully strikerless? Well, are they still a bit that, of a hybrid system. That, <laughs> They have been for a very long time, haven't they? So I think it will take a bit of readjustment on both parts. Um, But to have Sergio Aguero back for the last three months of a season when everyone is knackered. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and and make the decision to bench Raheem Sterling and, and bring him on like 20 minutes from the end. If I was a defender, I'd be like, oh, get, get <laughs> lost. I'd just take my top off. I'm off. See you later. It is like the most discuss, much discussed bug in FIFA 99 <laughs> where you could sign players during like bits where you pause the game oh really but, yeah because it was it was my friend's favourite thing to do when we used to play at university where <laughs> what, they just I'd, come in I'd, I'd, I'd go for a pee mm-hmm. come back and he'd bring a 
Batistuta and Ronaldo <laughs> off the bench, <laughs> having purchased them oh, while I was man. while I was out the room. That's a big bug. Sorry, play testers of right. 1998. Terrible, terrible. It's, it's work, an excellent guys. bug. It's though, an excellent it? bug. Yeah, it's a very enjoyable bug. Yeah. <laughs> um, Borussia mentioned Gladbach. They they've not had much luck against Manchester City. Five of their ten Champions League defeats have come at the hands of mm. Manchester City. I mean, it's sort of, uh, uh, they are to, um, uh, Man City are to them what, what Stephen Hendry was to uh, Jimmy White. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you have to put it in perspective. I mean, that they'd reached this stage of the Champions League for the first time since 1977. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's that's pretty good. And I think they're all, always relatively sanguine about it. But it's, it's so difficult to judge Manchester City from this. Not mm-hmm. just because... Um, Gladbach are terribly out of nick and Gladbach I think in a different context when they're a bit more confident would have had the tools to threaten Manchester City and I thought they played much better than they played in the first game when you know they were scared to get out of their own penalty box most mm-hmm. of the time I mean some would say perhaps they didn't have the choice to get out yeah, of their, yeah. <laughs> their, their, their own penalty box um, but look I, I mean I mean, it's, with, with City we're never going to know anything about them in the Champions League until we get to like the semi-finals, really, mm. aren't we? Yeah, that, that, I mean, that, that, is, say, that is the problem. How is Pep going to bugger this up? <laughs> uh, because they're, they're into the quarterfinals, and after the game, he said uh, words to the effect of, uh, "Well, we, we're just going to forget about the um, we're going to forget about the the, the, the quarterfinal. But there'll, there'll be no chat about the quarterfinal. Are we even in the quarterfinal? What's going?" <laughs> and it's kind of like he's already overthinking it, Pete. Isn't he? Hey, well, he was he was saying that he's very relaxed. Uh, 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 two one seven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it helped. That it helps that you don't have like a focus. You don't have a, a pointy end of the stick to try and blunt when you just when the goals can come from ev- from mm-hmm. everywhere. I think it's it's really really useful. But he, Pep also said, "I feel well before the game." He mm-hmm. said, uh, "I feel good. Mm-hmm. I feel love from the fans. I have everything. This country is special. I love this game a lot." Yeah. All right, Hacienda 94. Yeah. <laughs> get, a bo- get a bottle of water. Don't sit don't, down. Don't. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Andy, yeah, this it is interesting what he's doing with his with his formation. Obviously, that sort of part necessity because obviously Aguero's not there. Obviously, Jesus has played as well. Um, where else do you think that he's been influenced by Craig Levine? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny, though. I think he's, he's someone who does learn lessons. And, um, does he though? I think I think he does because in the latter stages of the Champions League, this season will tell if he has learned that lesson. Yeah, I mean the thing they've is they've never been better equipped, have they? Yeah, exactly. And mm. it, on paper, of course, you can say he hasn't won the, the the Champions League since 2011. But the devil, as always, is in the detail. He's been closer than you think on other occasions. And people will say, oh, well, you know, Bayern never won it. And how can you not win it with Bayern? It's, it's bloody difficult. And it is a cup competition. But it's the collapse, though, Andy. It's the, it's the nature what, of those defeats in the quarters and the semis. With Manchester City, yes. And with, I would look at the way Real Madrid turned up. And was it sort of 3 0 or three, the way they beat them at home that time? Yeah, I, I agree. That was the first game. And but away at Barcelona the, that time. And I know it was at Barcelona. That was the Real Madrid one is the biggest regret of his coaching career mm-hmm. because he said before that, when they were playing a league game, it, 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 it was, it's, it's a famous phrase in German football. For us, the league is over. And he, he's always regretted saying that mm-hmm. because he said, once he said that, just that little bit of intensity dropped. Mm-hmm. And you can never accuse him of that now. He's, he's almost gone too far in the other direction yes. in, in the way to remedy that. It was quite funny when um, Gary Lineker was like trying off his Spanish on him, you know, when they had that oh, link Lineker up from the, from the shooter. Yeah, he, he does. But he obviously was very, very keen to yeah. to, 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 to get Flex. it out. And yeah, um, yeah you, could, you could definitely tell that Guardiola was like, 
You're trying to make me comfortable. Don't try and make me feel comfortable. <laughs> I don't want to be comfortable. I'm a prickly man. I like being prickly. Exactly. I pr- Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On warm nights, I wrap myself in two duvets. I like to be uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I, I mean, but also that time, as I said, I don't want to labour the point too much, but when he played the back three against Barcelona, went man to man for their front three. I mean, you could tell it was, you know, he quickly had to change it up. He has, yeah, but he that, has isn't, that, isn't, that isn't why they lost that, that game. That's one of the reasons, Andy. No, because they got past that. They changed the formation. They were still at nil-nil and Messi mm. took them apart in the last 15 minutes of the game. Yeah, but had he maybe that focused could, his attention happen to anyone because like the, the fact is I mean it's, it's a famous meme isn't it of like Boateng apparently being made look ridiculous mm-hmm. by Messi so so you get riddance by the best player in the world like, <laughs> whatever oh yeah no I understand that but but he's, the fact is they set up like that they'd have obviously worked on it and then you change it it's not ideal preparation Spelzy, do you think that yeah. Manchester City could go a little bit further up the gears than what we saw last night <laughs> I, I, very, I very much do and I think I think Pep Guardiola is, is trying to channel the uh, his sort of bit more of his uh, time when he won the, the competition at Barcelona and he said last night he said his Barcelona side needed three guns and a hundred bullets to lose the ball which I don't quite understand confusing. it is quite terrifying though, confusing, yeah. so don't deploy those tactics <laughs> crying out loud um, but but as you say you know the, the, the quadruple and, and the trophies are in sight I mean the, the, the league title in the Premier League for them is already over. We're <laughs> <laughs> listening to this, uh, <laughs> but um, uh, Gundogan uh, was talking uh, um, up his selflessness in an interview yesterday, and he said a good season, especially the last sort of handful of months. He said, "If I had to sign a document now that says I'm not going to score any more this season, but my team will win all the trophies, I'm going to sign that document now." Yeah, and Man City would sign that document as well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> They'd be co-signing. Presumably now they've drafted that document. <laughs> um, I mean, it is an interesting one because, of course, if he if he didn't sign that document, Andy, he would be seen as a very selfish player. But you get the feeling of what the man is trying to say. Yeah, let's not sign any documents with the aim of winning the Champions League. I think that's sending out totally the wrong message. Uh, yeah, well, interestingly, though, Guardiola has now taken over Jose Mourinho uh, for, for Champions League wins. Uh, Mourinho has 81, Guardiola has 82. I feel, looking at the, in the current climate and the current situation, Mourinho may not overhaul him at any point soon. Are you saying this is a decisive lead in, mm. in an irrelevant statistical category? I'm saying it's a decisive lead. Peter, can Mourinho peg him back? Uh, not for the next couple of seasons. You'd, you'd probably posit. Or ever. <laughs> or ever. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, so interesting. I mean, it was, but it was a good performance. I mean, what, what do you think, Andy, then? All, all sort of um, historical uh, references aside, are you looking at Man City thinking they are the team to beat in the Champions no, League? No, I, I don't think you can say that with a history in the Champions League. Oh, so, uh, I, so when I said all history aside, you're saying you can't do that, Speller. You've got to bring in the history. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Cer- Future cer- history. Certainly the recent history, the history of the coach, the history of that, well, that set of players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've come nowhere near winning it. Mm. And to constantly use their Premier League form, which has been amazing, yeah. of course, as a justification of why they're going to win the Champions League, it just doesn't work like that. Yeah. Prove it to me and then I'll believe it. Oh, until you've got that cup in your hands. Yes, not interested is, well, or tell, on your head. I tell you what, Andy, that is, you know, managers often sort of put a newspaper cutting or something in the dressing room to get players going. He might write on the on the on the wall next time into their, their quarterfinal game. Prove it to me, Andy Brassel. <laughs> <laughs> Hang that up on the wall, and I tell you what, if that doesn't motivate them, Peter, I don't know what will. Put it in five different languages. Love your job. At John. least five different languages. Just, Andy will just... translate it for him. <laughs> Andy, get it sent over. <laughs> if you want to win the cup, get this on the wall. Uh, very impressive indeed. Real mm. Madrid, they know how to win the Champions League, and they beat Atalanta 3-1 in their little stadium. I always find that quite nice when I see them walking out in there. Uh, <laughs> the sort of the, is it the B-side or Castilla? 
Yeah. Is that where mm. the point? Yeah, it's uh, like the training ground here. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, a lovely old job that was. Mm. Um, State-aid gobblers. <laughs> 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 this is our B-grade stadium. Thank you. <laughs> We're a charity, are you? Yeah, come on. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it was a consolation in the end for Atalanta, but what about that goal they scored from the free kick? It was an mm. absolute peach, wasn't it? Interesting routine. <laughs> Didn't need it. No, if you're going to hit the ball, you don't need to distract the keeper. In a way, actually, (laughs) and I don't want to sound entitled here or whatever, but because of the way those players, you haven't seen this, everybody, there was, was, what, two or three players in front of the taker, and you thought, oh, I've never seen this before, and they all sort of charged forward. Mm. And then was it Muriel who who stuffed it in the top corner? Yes. Mm. I was almost a touch disappointed. Why? Why? They well, because it was just a, it ended up being a fairly ve- well, a very, very good sort of, but a conventional free kick that the taker yeah. just runs up and whacks it in the top corner, which will always be enjoyable because <laughs> of the kind of the running and the and and what was going on beforehand. I thought, oh, we're going to see something that we haven't yeah. seen before. Well, I, I guess it was just you know it's all about marginal gains, isn't it? Mm. Wimbledon did this one for a bit. I think it was Carlton Fairweather <laughs> and Dennis Wise. They used to have like if they had a free kick out wide, uh. one of them would pick up the ball. The other one would throw it uh-huh. to the other player. He would throw it back to him, then he'd put it down and, and he'd, it he'd lance the ball in. And it, it, just in terms of breaking concentration, uh-huh. I, think it can, I think it can work, well, something have... like that. I mean, Atalanta have tried that a couple of times before yeah. in, 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 in Serie A, but I think maybe it did work because Courtois got a hand on that and you know it was a savable free kick by a good goalkeeper that he didn't save. Yeah, I quite liked Ian Dark on commentary where, you know, nowadays we have this situation where a player will lie behind the wall. Yeah, so mm. they can't go under the wall. And he re- what did he refer to it as the, um, as the uh, you know, you've got a gap in a door, the, the, the draft. The draft, uh, draft excluder. Draft excluder. excluder yeah. Yeah. yeah, Steve Wilson said that a couple, oh, of, a couple of weeks back. I would, I would have said sleeping policeman myself. Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. not bad. Speed bump. That's not yeah. bad. Talking mm. of the old free kick routines, you remember the one, um, was it Gordon Strachan? Did Strachan play for Aberdeen? I should really know that, shouldn't I? Um, I forget who it was for Aberdeen years and years ago, but they used to call, have one called, which they would call the fuck up. And right. so they would <laughs> right. run up to it. Uh, Scotland did this in World Cup 98, I think where they would sort of run up and, and it was as if they were both going to hit the ball and then right. they would sort of shout at each other. Right, okay. Of course, it was all a, it was it was all a trick. Right, okay. Because trick. I, going back to your original point, do you mm. not think if you've got that funky thing with the wall mm. and then something extra, it's just a little bit too much. It's adding too many ingredients <laughs> into it and the execution is likely to go wrong. And it, it doesn't matter to me. Marcus is listening. He's, he's Googling whether they've gone strangled from a date. We know what you're doing over that side of the desk, sunshine. I just want to make sure. <laughs> Sorry, Andy, go on. Karen, I'll Andy. continue to Always host the show. Always revising for Luke's game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the algorithm has picked out. <laughs> 183 league appearances. Oh, there you go. Only 183. Yeah, yeah I'd say he did play for them then. I could have told you that. <laughs> well, I wish you'd step up next time. I'm not such a coward, Andy. Um, you Do you know. think we should weird out? Do you think you should have more weird free kicks? I'd, I'd, I'd like them to sort of just do some weird what, what, stuff. What are you thinking of? Uh, well, Scotland had a few, actually. There was one when they were away in Belarus, I think. Right. Oh, I forget, actually, where. Do you remember when they took to the field and there was no... Uh, well, I mean, given that, that you lived Estonia. given that you lived up there for more than five years, I suspect you were playing. <laughs> so, <laughs> focus, Marcus. Unlike Che Adams, I always focused on England. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, they did a lovely free kick routine, which ended up with the John Collins goal, uh, where he pa- he passed it to one side. Someone put their foot on the ball as if the guy running in was going to strike it. But mm. then, because the ball has already been played, Collins then took it, 
beat the defender who who'd sort of come out who was thinking that the man running in a conventional sense towards the freak was going to take it. Right. Knocked it out of his feet and smashed it into the corner. It was a great. <laughs> I've never seen that free kick routine. But talking to Real Madrid, get back. Redondo had one as well where he passed mm. it. Do you remember he had his back to goal? Yeah. Passed it towards where you think the kicker was going to take it. The kicker ends up putting his foot on the ball. Redondo uh, spins around and hits it wide. So, uh, oh yeah, there you are, you see. We haven't like even it. talked about this game. No. A lovely little memory lane for me, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for indulging me. But yes, Real Madrid, um, they, they they went through. Oh, Atalanta were very unhappy though. Um, they were fuming that the referee blew up for half-time. Apparently it was clocked in on 44 minutes, 59 seconds. And it was as Muriel went through on goal. Yeah. And it was one. It was only what two nil on aggregate at the time. Mm. Yeah, that's Madrid. that's right. It would have made a huge difference. There we are. Uh, Sergio Ramos obviously scored a penalty. His twentieth in a row for Real Madrid. It's a, it's a <laughs> fantastic record. He's nearly. Um, if he, he's probably got more penalties, he, he could. He might have uh, more penalties in a row soon than he's got red cards. Oh, that would be a nice. He'll probably break that uh, that particular record. Yeah, I think that's nice. I mean, yeah, something lovely. To, something it is good do. that he's entered this space now as like such a prolific goal scorer. Is that the, the Spanish Stuart Pearce? Mm. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's more. Did Stuart Pearce have a documentary? I don't think so. I thought, yeah, sure, he well, would have done if Amazon Prime was about in those days. <laughs> I'm sure. La la la. Leyenda de Sergio Ramos. Sergio Ramos, the legend. I thought it was El Corazon, the heart. Oh, maybe it is. Well, maybe maybe the second series is the legend. Oh, I was about to say, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, yeah. I, d- right. I only remember I, and the, the third series is going to be the Chi of Sergio <laughs> Ramos. <laughs> the, um, I remember like on the first season, I only saw the trailer because who's watching that? Um, <laughs> but I just remember he had his kids and his wife and they all had um, sort of Kiss face paint on. Oh, right. They were all dressed as different members of uh, uh, Kiss. Oh, cool. And, uh, was that influenced by Kiss or Robbie Williams in the uh, video of Let Me Entertain You? <laughs> <laughs> You worry me, Marcus. <laughs> I, just, I don't know what you do with your life. Do you not remember when that? We're not it was a very, I do very re- famous. Was it? Yeah. Com- what compared to Ace Freely from Bloody Kiss? Why not? But I'm saying he was, <laughs> he, that's where he got it from. And I'm saying, where, where's Ramos got it from? We is, don't know. Is, okay, is, is probably not, Kiss. Is Marcus, Marcus not just doubting Sergio mm-hmm. Ramos's knowledge of rock history? Yeah. I mean, it, mainland Europe, mate. Like, this is, they love their classic rock. You're just still angry that Robbie Williams opened the Roger <laughs> World Cup. I am. <laughs> Should, who did I say should have been Charles Gambino? <laughs> and Luke took the piss out of me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, should have been, shouldn't. I mean, just because he does little parties for oligarchs, I don't think he should be allowed to do to present the World Cup. Should have been World Cup. Sebastian. The fucking World Cup. <laughs> Still angry about it. But it's funny because uh, I would love Bell and Sebastian. <laughs> I would as well, but they're not fitting for an international. It's resort. more singable. <laughs> All right, I'm on board. Yeah, good. Uh-huh. But so there were two Sergio Ramoses in Kiss makeup in in the Sergio Ramos documentary because oh. his son's also called Sergio Ramos Jr. Oh, I see. Oh, well, it's definitely then Kiss. One of then, three of his children. Yeah, yeah. I'm who, sorry. Who for... he, he looked at one of the child children and went, "Yeah, you deserve this. Uh-huh. That's you, Sergio <laughs> Ramos." <laughs> the other two losers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> there we are. Well, uh, Sergio Ramos. Yeah, we 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 salute you, mm. uh, good sir. Um, oh, uh, did you see that uh, David Beckham wants to bring uh, Marcelo to into Miami this summer? We better get a move on while he can still actually break into a jog. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you, you should have. I'm just thinking about the back four. You got Marcelo, Ryan Shawcross. Yeah, I think it's looking pretty good. I mean, what, just... what is what is Marcelo's? 
blurb when he arrives. He goes, well, the opportunity to... Work with Fizzer? Yeah. <laughs> improve my fullback game under expert tuition. <laughs> but, like, is he just assembling... Is Bex and uh, Fizzer just assembling, like, a kind of FIFA kind of pack got. opening? Yeah, the, like a Legends kind of... Exactly. N- NFT, Bitcoin kind of uh, Peter, thing. Peter, think about it. If you and I created a football team, yeah. we would crack open the, con- the, the contacts book. Yours mm-hmm. is more impressive than mine, obviously. Right. And we would just try and get anyone who's... The, the best players, the biggest name, anyone who's half decent. And that is exactly what and they're doing. And you'd be playing. I don't want to. You're one of the best footballers I know. Oh, God bless you. Oh. So we're talking Marcelo Cavani, I, I Big am, Pav in goal. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Big Pav gets talked about more than ever. <laughs> Alan Shearer on this podcast. I don't even know who's in goal for Real Madrid these days. Um, yeah, so, did, you um, see, did you see their social media was uh, hacked mm-hmm. as well, Real Madrid, and they, and they uh, busted out a message that uh, uh-huh. Rodrigo was injured. I mean, of all the things to tweet. Yeah. You know what that is? That's Jarvis Cocker at the Brits, isn't it? Yeah, where he gets up on stage for a song. Doesn't know what I do. Now now I've actually got through. All right, get your ass out, Jarvis. That's what that's what ended up as Andy. So saying saying Rodrigo's got a thigh injury Mm -hmm. falsely is the equivalent of shaking your bum at a load of people. I've got to have a plan. Get up there, right? Right, Zizzo was sick in Lisbon because he ate too many custard tarts. Something like that. It's really going to cut to the core of the club. Right, Zedadini is a pie. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) There we are, Real Madrid. Try and sell some Bitcoin or something. Make some money out of it. Sort yourselves out. Piss in hell. Mm. But they're in the quarterfinal. Good on them. They're in the quarterfinal. They know what they're doing there, Andy. Round of applause for those Real Madrid's right, everybody. We're going to go for a quick break. Do not go away. It's only a podcast. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time. For you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. This week... At Sukarnov. Over on My Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson, comedy legend Ian Stone is choosing what he'd put on his list of personal wonders of the world. Along the way, he tells a story of the first time he ever did stand-up, and it wasn't exactly by choice. My friends, who um, 
unbelievably remained my friends after this uh, put me down secretly for the open mic spot. I mean, I went on. I actually, I didn't know what to say. I stood there. I'd never been on a stage before. Well, actually, I'd done a school play once, but I, I was playing... Uh, I was some biblical thing. I can't even remember, but... Um, you so I was... went into your I Am Joseph, yeah. uh, is there room in your inn routine? Give me my coloured coat. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> Meanwhile, these self-care club ladies are keen to figure out why so many women often find themselves saying sorry for just about anything. I think that it is such a fine line between over-apologising unnecessarily and actually standing up and saying, I'm sorry for this, I'm sorry if you've been uncomfortable in any way that's been caused by me. And I think that's a sign of strength, isn't it? To be able to apologise for yourself, but not at the cost of your self-esteem. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. Hi, I'm Jermaine Defoe, and this is the Football Ramble. Damn right, it is Jermaine. Damn right, welcome back to the Football Ramble. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we've been asking you to get in touch with your alternatives to Pete's email jingle, which we now ruddy hate. What's I mean, who started this? Uh, I don't listen when I'm not on. Who started this? I am. I (laughs) I want names. I am quite worried because knowing what you're like, (laughs) we will have a five-minute version of that song next time. <laughs> he double, he double, he quadruples down, Andy. Mm, yeah, you know, you know he's actually employed Slash to do a guitar <laughs> solo on, on, the, on the on the on the rerun on top of a hill. Do you know Slash? He can do a job at fullback. <laughs> <laughs> Good Stoke boy, flipping neck. Now I, I, yes, indeed he is. Um, just like Ryan Shawcross. Now, uh, oh, we've got a great one. Mm. People, some people have have got in touch with uh, their uh, email jingles, mm. um, differing quality. Is as I'll put it nicely, but 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 Toby Elliott has absolutely Toby. captured the hearts and minds Come of the way. football ramble public. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is the email jingle for Toby Elliott. <laughs> that was Jules Holland, by the way. If you got a new nickname for Pete, or you're a big fan of Vish. If you want Jules to swear at you, or you think Jim's a dish. If you like Kate's pop culture references, or got a Sven story for Speller. If you disagree with Luke, or think that Andy's far too clever, email show at footballramble.com. Come on. Oh. I'm in Pizza Express. Oh, my goodness. With a monarch. Toby. Listening to some jazz. I tell you what, Toby Elliott, we are all now fully naked and Andy's sipping a <laughs> cognac. That's what was happening here. Flipping <laughs> Nora. That is, that, I mean, the bar has been raised. Mm, indeed. Uh, we've got an email. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we've got an email. But do keep your, uh, keep your um, possible email jingles coming in. Um, I'd like some shitter ones, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Curious. Um, Darren Walton's got in touch. I was saddened to hear your announcement of the death of Ian McNeil last week, but it stirred memories of happy days at Gear Meadow. Uh, Ian managed Shrewsbury Town from 1987 till 1990 and promptly went about filling our team with a ragtag bunch of Scottish hard men and heavy drinkers, along with the legendary <laughs> Victor Kasule, uh, also known as Vodka Vic and the King of Shrewsbury. Love that. <laughs> in his time at Shrewsbury, Victor dislocated a toe doing a somersault after a 30-yard screamer against Leeds and had to be 
stretched <laughs> off. <laughs> Missing two crucial games. That is spectacular. Smash Especially when it's a tour as well. Smashing in a 30-yarder. Yeah. One of the finest moments of your career. Oh, God, he stretched it off. <laughs> uh, rolled and totaled John McGinley's car going to a corner shop without asking John and without a driver's licence. <laughs> <laughs> Got sent off uh, for singing a George Benson song at a ref when town were winning against Crystal Palace. The ref accused him of time-wasting. Vic said, chill out, and started singing George Benson at him. <laughs> the ref promptly sent him off. Chill out. And he basically drank the, tri- the town dry. Uh, a pub called The White Heart used to have Vic's crutches from the Leeds injury kept above the bar. <laughs> he is reputedly the only man in history to have his career swayed and ended by the bright lights of Shrewsbury. He is our very own Robin Friday. The town fanzine was called A Large Scotch in tribute to Vic and his Scottish drinking buddies. Uh, rest in peace, Mr McNeil. Uh, you gave a generation of Shrews fans a lot to smile about. That's fantastic, That's isn't class. it? Dr- drinking the town dry. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, a show at footballramble.com is the email address, everybody. Indeed. And now it's time for this. I prefer to kill him. I prefer to kill oi, him. Oi. It's time for some portmanteau Conte, guys. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Just laughing? remember the last time you played this game. Why? What happened? You were a disgrace. I wasn't a disgrace. <laughs> I, was de- I was delivering what had been provided to me by people. Um, <laughs> he doesn't even write them himself anymore. Shut up. Um, I'm busy. Um, <laughs> Turn into the Boris Johnson of the football ramble. <laughs> well, I'm excellent with the auto cue. Just keep them rolling. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Well, at least, up, haven't I? <laughs> unlike uh, unlike Boris, uh, unlike certain uh, journalists, mm-hmm. I don't pass off other people's work as my own. So there we go. Um, right. Um, two footballers mashed together. Uh-huh. You know what to do, guys. Once you hear the uh, Kevin De Bruyne little uh, sound sample, uh, you, you, your time's up, my friend. Yeah. Your time is up. We're going to go for I'm a winger of Guadalupean descent who failed to make much of an impact at Newcastle under Sir Alan Pardew after a slew of injuries. Sir Alex Ferguson claimed he was offered a £40,000 bribe to sell me to Everton before I moved there in 1995. Let's go. That's tough. I don't know the rules is anymore, it, honestly. No, it's the first one. Lauren Robert, Andre Kanchaskis. <laughs> no, he was from uh, the Reunion Islands. Oh, was remember? he? Yeah, um, yeah. Guadalupian uh, descent. It's a wonderful word yeah, to yeah, say yeah. incorrectly. Um, and uh, the forty thousand pound bribe to sell him to Everton. Um, Gabriel Orbert. <laughs> Gabriel Orbert Andre Kanchaskis is the answer. <laughs> oh, oh, Damn it all. I didn't Would you have got anywhere close? Well, you it, what, I, talk me through your thinking or it, non-thinking it, it, in this was, case. It was the Lauren Robert that I thought, who is right. that? And I remembered he was from an island rather than So, you th- so the second player had to be Bert someone. <laughs> well, no, I knew it was Andre Kanchelskis, the second one. Oh. Uh, that's why the, the first one, I just was like, I, I, I don't mm. forgot Overtown. Yeah, yeah the, okay. the, the Guadalupian mm. bit mm. threw me. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, then. Do you want to do you want a quick cheeky one? Oh, yeah, go on. Come yeah. on. Come yeah. on. This is from listener Gavin McHugh, so blame him. Go on, Gav. Um, Despite being born in Lancaster, I uh, currently represent Scotland through parentage and I appear in the film Triple X, Return of Xander Cage, where I'm hit by a crashing space satellite. I don't know the second one. Oh, I'd I'd know the second one. I wouldn't know the first one. Go on, give us a... (laughs) (laughs) 
Ollie McBurney, the first one, maybe? I don't know the rules anymore, honestly. Any ideas? Is it Ollie McBurney, the first one? It's not. It's Scott Mentomanema. Oh, Neymar! I didn't. I no, no I didn't know that about Neymar. Yeah. Fair play, though. No, 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 I like that, Gav. Mm, well done, Gav. So, uh, yeah, that was. Antonio Conte. I prefer to kill him. Oh, we failed there, Andy. But that was yeah. enjoyable. At least yeah. we had some proper ones. I think we've had one winner. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, and Andy and I've had a couple before. Yeah. Okay. You know. Cool. Don't want to forget that now, do we? You certainly don't. Certainly not. You've got to claim every mm. victory. My goodness. Right, gentlemen. The aforementioned Che Adams is uh, where we're going to. We'll turn our attention to now a little bit of international football if you like ladies and gentlemen before it actually kicks off um, another one who has betrayed England <laughs> <laughs> he's joined the Scotland squad hey. for the upcoming uh, World Cup qualifiers yes World Cup qualifiers because we haven't had the Euros I was a bit like what oh yeah that's uh, yeah, the calendar um, <laughs> Steve Clark Scotland manager said I heard a whisper that he decided he wanted to come on board Oh, a little wicked whisper Che's whispering I love how he's kind of just luring people in Chinese whispers. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it, mate. Can we have that? Let's have it. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, he then had a couple of chats with him last week. Now, Andy, you were talking uh, the other day on the football round, but maybe even yesterday, how uh, Yogi Love um, uh, sweet talked or, or, or certainly chatted a lot mm. to uh, Musiala and uh, one or two others. Well, how do you think Steve Clark sweet talked Che Adams? Well, not in quite the same way because, of course, give, give, give you a wee square sausage. <laughs> <laughs> The, well, the, the subtext can... is here is industrial North Ayrshire lovemaking. That, that's, what, that's what Marcus is. That's what Marcus North, North Ayrshire? Is. He's from North Ayrshire, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. like that. With, with Yogi Love, it's always in my mind that he turned up to the Allianz Arena mm. where the food in hospitality and actually even in the press area is so spectacular. Obviously, it won't be fully open at the moment, so it's, it's an incorrect assumption. <laughs> but I just have this feeling that you go... Um, Hello, Jamal. Uh, come and come and sit with me. I'm going to take you for the best meal you've ever had. Impression. <laughs> well, actually, uh, actually, Mr. Love, I can go in here and have the food anytime. Never mind that. <laughs> Never mind that. Are you going to touch you, the food? Have, have a second helping. <laughs> this is what it'll be all the all the way if you choose Germany. Two curry vests. Yeah, that's all. It's, that's what it's all about. Well, yeah. I mean, Scotland, of course, they're at the Euros, so you know. Show, I think maybe Chad Adams, because there was talk of this a couple of years ago, could he play for Scotland? And I think maybe a couple of years ago, show me something. <laughs> show me something. What are you going to entice me with? I'm not interested in qualifiers, I'm interested in tournaments. Hey, they're unbeaten in seven, apart from the last two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's how it works. Why did you get rejected by Opta? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I came with stats like, <laughs> Holly McBurney has lovely hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So there we are. I mean, they could do with a bit of reinforcement up top, though, Scotland. They've got no goals in their side they need desperately yeah. um, well Lyndon Dykes hasn't scored in 20 for QPR mm. and Ollie McBurney hasn't scored at all for Scotland yeah so get Che in there that volley isn't, isn't well. that, that case in both of those players though form rather than quality I mean you know I wouldn't be surprised if those all made a contribution for Scotland going forward well right? I think Scotland though the way they play it's, it's all about goals all over the pitch that's what mm. you want to do if you don't have an obvious goal scorer of course but Che Adams coming in I mean look at that volley Andy you know yeah, they'll be yeah, like a lot of time to do it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of time to hit if that mark. I think I probably would have had a crack at that one. If they can create chances where the striker has many, many seconds and a lot of space to shoot, then mm. they should be okay. I think they may be inspired by Jim on yesterday's ramble, going, mm-hmm. well, "Why didn't England go for uh, Erling Haaland? He was he was born here." <laughs> Very true, Catherine so, so as well. So yeah. now you've got, you've got to go big. 
You, know, you, you do. There's no way Erling there's Haaland no marginal or, gains. or Kasper Schmeichel are ever going to turn out for England, let's be honest. <laughs> Kane um, and Haaland up top. Fucking hell. <laughs> go home. Everyone else, go home. Yeah, piss off. Well, Kasper <laughs> Schmeichel's different because he was actually born in Denmark. Oh, but, was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. But he's got the accent. He's got the English the accent. accent. And that's all I'm interested in. <laughs> Can you do a good English accent? If, if it was all about accents, you could choose from one of about 46 international countries to play for, couldn't you? You certainly could, Andy. You certainly could. Uh, of course, Zlatan Ibrahimovic has announced his return to the Swedish national team. That was yesterday with a humble tweet saying, the return of God. <sighs> yeah, yeah, you're fed mm. up with this. You've been fed up with this for a few years now, haven't mm. you? I was fed up about two years in, really. It was, mm. uh, it was charming for a while now. Mm. No, yeah. it's everybody else's, uh-huh. not ours. Uh, it is. I, I mean, at this point, it's difficult to know whether he's just becoming a bit of an old man who doesn't quite grasp the nuances of modern humour mm. or whether he's just farmed it out to some sort of intern who's on work experience. It's, it's a bit like the Iron Shake is a, the wrestler, the Iron Shake is a popular kind of figure on Twitter, but I'm fairly certain it's his kid who does it. Right. Um, and mm. he's made the cult of this Iron Shake, this kind of big, larger than life, calling everyone a C word okay. uh, bloke on Twitter. Right. Um, but I think it's just his kid doing it. All <laughs> oh, right. That sounds, that sounds rather appalling. But, um, <laughs> I mean, in terms of. Uh, he's the Iron Shake. Oh, right. Okay. Well, forgive me. Um, I prefer the fake shake. Uh, at least he got what, Sven involved. What happened to him? Well, he was fake. Yeah. He's moved oh, on true. to another character, hasn't the he? The only diversity Fleet Street had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in terms of football, Andy, I mean, are you pleased to see Ibrahimovic come back into the Sweden? I, I think because of the manner of at which he's re-announced himself, because of the recent spats with LeBron, LeBron and Lukaku. Yeah. Um, You're hoping he fails? N- no. On the contrary, I would like him to have a nicer end to his career than the one that he's currently setting up for himself. He's gone, because, on, he's gone down the wrong road, isn't he? Yeah, well, you look at that, that that first year of being back at Milan, and on the whole, it's been an absolutely roaring success, incredible. which is why he's been invited back. But when you saw him playing his last games for Sweden in Euro 2016, and you know that's a long time ago now, you, mm. you looked at him and you thought, he's on the way out. Look at this poor shadow of a man who cannot contribute anything to his national team anymore. Mm. I would like him to have a better ending for Sweden, because for all the bravado and the playing character and all of that other stuff. He's going to miss football, isn't he? Yeah, and being big for Sweden is massive for him. Mm. He, he was so proud when he got his image on a stamp and all of that sort of stuff. If, if he can actually finish in a positive way for the national team, I, I think it would mean an enormous... I know it would mean an enormous amount to him. Mm. Take that tongue out your cheek and play some football. Yeah, exactly. Let your football do the talking. Um, and if oh. not, just... Kung Fu some bloke and <laughs> okay. get sent off. Right. A big bicycle kick for 30 yards. Let Lovely. your footwork do the talking because all that's covered in that. Um, by the way, gentlemen, elsewhere in uh, Scandinavia, have you heard about the art thief footballer? There was a story in The Athletic this week about one Pal Enger, a promising young midfielder who played in the Norwegian top flight in the 80s who became one of the country's most famous art thieves. Incredible, really. <laughs> His career was cut short when police... Uh, uh, his art thief career was cut short when police discovered a famous Edvard Munch painting in his house for which he served time in prison. But then in 1994, he stole The Scream. It's incredible. One of There's about four of them, isn't there? There's like two, what, two in, not watercolour, two in oil, two on cardboard, I think. I you don't said, know how it works. And did he, did he get the quadruple? I don't know what he, I don't know how many he stole, but yeah, he, uh, it's been stolen a couple of times. I've always got this, I've got this idea of a, artists conceptual artists what I need from you is right mm-hmm. 
I think it's been stolen twice yep. in its history, the yeah, Scream, yeah. and I d- I'm not really sure which one has has been. I know one that's got a bit of pencil written on it by uh-huh. Edvard Munch saying um, this could only have been painted by a madman, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. Um, but um, <laughs> I don't know which one's been stolen, but get the people who were in charge of the gallery yeah. at the time it was stolen mm. and take two pictures of the same people going, oh no, my painting's been stolen. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really like to see that as a conceptual piece of uh-huh. art. Ah! Yeah, he's sending out the wrong message, would you say? I mean... They're there to be stolen, Marcus. They're there, They're to, be there stolen, to be stolen, Andy. That's, well, that's... I'm simply wondering uh, which popular emoji is next going to be turned into a, a Meisterwerk. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> no, with, with, in, one with... of, what, that one that it is. No, that one. <laughs> yeah. With, uh, with, with, former, that a lot. with former sports people turning thieves, there's, there's a story uh, in Hungary where it was a guy who um, used to like rob banks and stuff, mm. and he was called the Viskish, the Whiskey. <laughs> and the reason why he was called the whiskey was apparently his sort Stank of... of whiskey. No, yeah. <laughs> he just used to get tanked up. Right, what am I robbing today? <laughs> no, he would he would have wherever he um he went on the rob, mm. he would he would always make sure that before the job he would have a he would have a whiskey in a nearby bar or pub. That's right. what they realised this. But this is you know a few decades ago, mm. of course, when you know sort of CCTV was a lot less and all that mm. kind of stuff, and people would would realise that was the trace. And he was in Hungarian. He was he was called um you know viskish is how they would say. Whiskey. Nice. And he was called the viskish, and it turned out he was a former. Um, like hockey player or, or, or I forget which sport it was something like that but it became this sort of public oh the viscous is struck and the public then started supporting this guy going oh he, you know he's, he's a bit of a laugh so See, is... when you started saying that yeah. I thought you were going to say the vish oh because I, I can imagine vish pulling oh. off some sort of villainous no, no, plan no 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 he's far too he's far Sim- too honest and glass of viscous whiskey. Yeah. In his hand. He would probably like say, look, if, if I've really upset you, here's my email address, here's my mailing address, here's my number. Like, I'm really sorry. You know, he's very honest. <laughs> you know, the police turn around. Have you seen him on Instagram? He's always drinking beautiful wine. Is he? Beautiful wine. So he probably knows his whiskey as well, I reckon. Well, it's a big assumption. It is. But it's one we're going to make. It is one we're going to make, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'd like to end today's uh, uh, podcast by talking about Portsmouth. Yes, please. Um, Yes, please. (laughs) Hang on. Wait, wait. I've got my little garage band up. Hang on. (laughs) Here we go. Needs to be higher. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Alan Pardew is being linked to the Portsmouth Thank job. you. <laughs> thank you. No jacket required. Hello, thank you. Yes, please. All the times that Luke Moore... All the fucking times. Luke Moore's going to fucking get it, isn't he? <laughs> A first class from Bulgaria. Yeah, FedEx to Alan Pardew. Express. Take it, you slug. <laughs> Take it, take it, take it. <laughs> oh, Peter, Luke was so harsh to you with about Pardew with the Newcastle job and mm-hmm. then he left and so on and so forth. Well, there are reports also that Phil <laughs> Parkinson is interested in the job. <laughs> My goodness. Harry Redknapp has offered to take over in a caretaker ca- um, capacity for free, although he said he, he can only do it once the Cheltenham races have finished. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> How involved can you be at a horse race? You know what I mean? It's just like, it's just, I never understand it. Is that like, is that an ideal news story for you, Peter? Alan Pardew 
if yes. he goes to Portsmouth. That I, mean, I, just... look, I wouldn't install GarageBand on the train in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on on 3G. I thought you would have on wheeled train. One, one, of your, one of your actual one pianos. One of my many Very pianos, environmentally yeah. irresponsible people. <laughs> but I'm here for it. Oh my goodness, yeah. Well, we, let's all hope that happens for, for everyone's sake, especially Luke's. Oh, I said we'd finish on that. We won't. We'll just quickly mention tonight Chelsea versus Atletico mm. uh, Madrid. Big one, Andy. Big bloody fixture, this. Sides yeah. who don't like to concede and they don't score that many. Although Atletico have been okay in the league this uh, this season in terms of scoring goals. How do you see this? Is it going to be nil-nil? <laughs> Very possibly. Mm. But I think when you look at Atletico now, they're in much better nick than they were when they played the first leg against Chelsea. Even though the results may not suggest they're absolutely flying, they're playing mm. a, a lot better. What they need to do in this game, they need to start like they started against Real Madrid, yeah. um, where they were excellent for the first hour. They went from them for the, for the off. They need to not let Chelsea get set. And obviously that would make the game because mm. if Chelsea do get set, well, it, it's not going to be exciting, is it? No, it isn't. It certainly isn't. Uh, there's been a lot of talk of, uh, of Kai Havertz returning to the side and he said this week that it's been really hard to settle and he's missing his family, which is understandable. It's something we forget about the, the personal side of football. You know, sort of say play fantasy football in your mind if you see what I mean. Well, especially at the moment when no, you, know, you do, can't move there? between countries. It's, it's, yeah. it's really difficult. Yeah. Well, also, though, um, in, in that vein, Tuchel was in a sort of a... I don't, Tuchel in a good mood is sort of, for everyone else, is in a weird mood, if you see what I mean. <laughs> he's, he's an interesting chap, shall we say. But it, but yesterday's presser, he was asked um, uh, to comment on the reports of Timo Werner being unhappy at Chelsea, and he replied, stop reading, stop reading. What do you read? Read a book. <laughs> I like I mean, it. Yeah. Is it, is there anything else to say on that? It's fairly it? sound advice. Yeah. Hmm. You know, people should read more books, but particularly your one, Andy. <laughs> Maybe. Uh huh. Or the Football Ramble one, of course. Yeah. You still find it. There's two books for you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Bit of homework if you haven't already done so. Uh, before we leave you today, there is a Ramble Live Q&A tomorrow on the Patreon. Myself, Kate and Jim will be talking nonsense and fielding all of your questions. If you want to be involved, go over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble. It promises to be a belter. Right, on tomorrow's show, Kate, Luke and Vish will be in your ears. Until then, enjoy the Champions League footballs and say goodbye, Andy Brassel. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete Donaldson. All or Nothing, A Season in the Life of the Champions League by Andy Brassel. Oh, I've got my dream. 6th of July, 2006. You can get it on Prime, £13.95. Get yeah, involved. Absolutely. I've, I've, I've had a Donny voiceover for my book. <laughs> All yes. or Nothing. Go you, get it now. Were you the one who started that All or Nothing fad? Yeah, prob- probably. Probably. Sorry, I just feel a bit tense at the moment. I'm waiting for the invoice already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reassuringly expensive, Andy. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And it's goodbye from me. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Right, go on. Do it properly this time. Take it away. One more. Ah! One more, one more. You're so close. Ah! Come on! (laughs) Ah! Piss! Oh my god, I'm having a flashback to Roman doing White Rose of Athens. (laughs) 